Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Recording this late on a Wednesday night after the Kings started a six game road trip taking on a team that looked pretty damn good. Yeah. Kings go on the road. They hung tough, but ultimately the Bucks beat them 126 to 113. So the Kings' three game win streak has been snapped. Giannis with a monster night. Drew Holiday was awesome. And the Kings have some things to work on before Friday's game against Cleveland. Hey, I'm Deuce. That's Morgan. How you doing, Mo? I'm actually really good. I'm actually really good. That's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Hi. Um, hi. Hi. No. Hi. Like, you would think. I told Deuce tonight I've had the hardest time using my words. My brain has just been like in a fog. But um, no, I'm really good. And... I know the Kings lost, but there was a lot of good things, again, to take away from this game. No moral victory stuff. It's just one of those things that you're seeing this King squad, and you can actually be like, this is a good team. Like, you're seeing good things against a great team tonight. Well, the Kings with the loss fall to 13-10. and 10. The Bucks 18-6, and six, and they're 18-6 and six with Chris Middleton playing in, like, his third game of the season. A uh, lot to go over with this game. We'll go over some of the highs and the lows. I think my big takeaway from this game is simple. The Kings are a good team. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are a great elite team. Oh, yeah. And that is the difference. That is. And ultimately, as the Kings try to grow and get better, these are the type of games you want them to win. But I thought they were in it on the road. They didn't play their best defensive game. De'Aaron Fox continues to struggle. Yet they were in the fourth quarter of this game, and it was a game. And that's a huge angle right there. It's just with De'Aaron Fox. And you think about what he hasn't been doing for a big enough sample size now to look at him and go, okay, what's going on there? But you're still seeing that defensive effort there. You're still seeing him capable of doing things and even driving to the basket a few times on Giannis. But for this team to be able to still mostly have that identity that they've played with all season long, even when their star player isn't playing up to his abilities, it's a positive sign. Yeah, and I guess we can start with De'Aaron. 15 points for him. He was 5 of 16, 1 of 6 from 3. He had 2 assists, 2 rebounds, and 32 minutes of action. And we're in an extended run here with De'Aaron where he just doesn't look like he's got that same pop, right? He has moments in a game. Mm -hmm. And he had a couple of moments tonight. You referenced that one of the drives on Giannis, he got an and one. He had another nice take on him uh, in the second half. 
But the explosiveness looks like it's not there right now. Yeah. I know that this team hasn't had him on the injury report, but he has said he's been banged up, didn't really go into specifics. He said he dealt with an injury bug. I don't know why you wouldn't just rest him for the next game. And maybe that's not enough. Maybe it's not like one game's not going to do it. But I think if you're Sacramento and if you're De'Aaron Fox, you need to look at the big picture here. Mm -hmm. There is something good with this team. I think this team is going to be competitive this year. I think they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs potentially if they can keep playing this way. But they can't if De'Aaron is this version of De'Aaron. And... You can make the case. You sit him Friday against Cleveland. They don't play the, again till Sunday against the Knicks, right? Is that Sunday? Wait, yeah, Sunday against the Knicks. Okay. Uh, so Friday and then Sunday. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. I have a question yes. for you. Do you think, in some ways, that De'Aaron is trying to learn how to play well through injury? through certain things not working with his body or or am i overthinking that well i think we're all also just sitting here playing the guessing game because we have no idea what's going on okay we know the guy had a, a, a bone enough. bruise in his knee yeah and missed a game and then came back yeah right so like we don't know <laughs> i mean they, they we're kind of at a loss for what is exactly going on with the Aaron fox and i just you know it's I still think you're seeing glimpses, but they need him to be better. I mean, I'm taking a look at his game log here over this stretch. And tonight, 15 points, 5 of 16. Against the Bulls, 16 points, 5 of 14. Against the Clippers, 14 points, 5 of 12. Pacers, better, 19 and 6 on 7 of 11. Um, 11 points against Phoenix on 4 of 12. Against Boston, he had 20, but it was on 6 of 17. The Atlanta game where he looked really tired, 18.7 of 20. So, I mean, we're, we're talking now, Morgan, about a seven-game sample okay. size where it's not about like, oh, he's missing shots right now. You, you can get through it. It's like, oh, he doesn't look the same. Like, yeah. literally, like, it's not how he was playing at the start of the season in terms of that burst, that aggressiveness, the takeover. It seems like maybe he's trying to pace himself a little bit because he is fighting through something. I don't know what that is. You know, I was on a, a really cool Twitter spaces, a lot of cool Kings communities um, that put together some things. And it was on my drive home from NBC Studios. And I was listening to them and what they thought about Deer. And I heard someone talking a little bit about how, hey, is he getting the calls that he should be getting? Because I'm worried that he's going to get hurt if he doesn't start getting the right calls. And I was just, my whole point to this is, I think even the way that he's been trying to go through people on some of his drives to the basket has been a little bit different of how he tries to drive through the contact, how he takes the physical contact. It's just changed a little bit uh, in these seven games, and I'm sure that's altered the way that he's played a little bit, but maybe it's because he's not getting the calls that he needs. I don't know. It's just something else to look at when you're watching games. And I I would just make the case, too, you know, the the Kings have shown the ability now through this seven-game stretch where he hasn't been quite himself – that they could still be productive and competitive and win ball games. Yeah. That's the great news. Yes. So 
having him rest a game, they, they may be okay. You know, they, it, it could be okay, like, long-term. Even if you... Look, the Cavs are a really good team. We'll talk about them later. But, like, you could still beat the Cavs without De'Aaron. I, and I would rather have De'Aaron take that much time off yeah. and be like, try to work his way back in it because it's like, oh, I've taken so much time off rather than trying to fight and fight and fight through whatever's going on physically. Also, the spaces you're in, Daily yeah. Sabonis on Twitter puts those on, the Calba talk spaces for yes, those who Yes, thank don't you. Know. Thank you. Sorry, and sorry for not having that exact yeah, shout out. I mean, you should. I you know, know. Sorry. Not a big deal. <sighs> okay. So, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's just something to monitor as we go forward with the season because it's, you know, a couple of games. I, I never triple over a couple of games when a guy struggles. But similar to Keegan where it's like, all right, Keegan struggled for a while now. What what is he is he okay? Everything going on? Like I know he's got a lot going on, the back thing, family. What's he gonna get out of it? Keegan's gotten out of it. Mm -hmm. And so we hit on Fox. I think the next positive we gotta get to from tonight was Keegan Murray. Hell yeah. Keegan Murray looks more confident again. I thought he did a great job making plays on both ends. One of my favorite plays, he got Giannis on a pump fake mm -hmm. from beyond the arc, drove in for a little jumper. That was nice. He finished tonight with 15 points. He had four rebounds on six of 10 shooting in 27 minutes. Remember last night, Chad, I was talking about how, like, you know, I feel like Brown gets so caught up in his rotations at times, the yes. timing of it, where if Keegan's going, I want him to stay in there and keep it going. Let him roll a little bit because traditionally over this stretch, Fox and Keegan have been the first guys to the bench. And it's usually at that like five to six and a half minute mark of the first quarter. Tonight, he let Keegan roll. And I he let Keegan play because Keegan it. off to a nice start. He's playing confident. He was knocking down his shot. He was playing well defensively. He looked engaged. He let um, Keegan go until the three forty two mark of the first quarter. That was a great, really cool. I love that. No, and that's I love I love that we were talking about that like you're saying the other night in that. Um, Coach trusted him to keep that flow going, to keep his confidence going, especially when you're playing such a good team like the Bucks. You got to make sure you keep things rolling when things are good, and that's exactly what Mike Brown did. So I thought that Keegan Murray is a, a huge positive. This is now him stringing together more games in a row where he, he looks more like himself again. That's it, M like himself. What we saw in the beginning of... The preseason, right? Just more physicality, more confidence. Not only in the, how about in, the jam he had. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Ooh, Not only in his shot, but the way that he's taking it in too. That was nice. What was that face? That was my Keegan jam face. Oh wow! Let's go. Okay. It was nice. Uh, he was six of ten shooting. By the way, he was also three of five from downtown for him tonight. So, I thought that was good. I mean, ultimately tonight, it just. I knew going in, I was like, well, just chalk Giannis down for 30-plus. It's going to happen. And Giannis tonight had 35 points, 9 of 10 from the line, 12 of 19 overall. But the guy that I think jumped out more than him, because you expect Giannis to do that. Mm -hmm. The Kings, everyone's like, uh, the Kings need someone that could defend Giannis. Yes, 28 other teams need to find someone that could defend Giannis. This sure. guy is a freak, and you know he's going to get his at times. Drew Holiday was the guy tonight that jumped out to me because I felt like he imposed his will on the team. Drew Holiday is obviously such a talented defensive player, but man, did he was he just physical on drives. And I know Giannis was gathering so much attention from Sacramento for good reason, but I thought Holiday took great advantage of that. 
Yeah, he he did he did a really good job of just understanding their game plan, executing it, really confident in the way that he was driving it into the paint and also just finishing at the rim, you know, and that's tough too because when you have to pay so much attention not only on Giannis but also on someone like Brooke Lopez who can go off especially the way that he can stretch the floor um and then the way that he comes in and can uh, this entire team the way that the entire team gets their offensive rebounds gets those second chance opportunities you have to worry about so much you have to worry about putting a body and where your guy is and being in help while also trying to worry about Drew Holiday who can absolutely get his and get to his spots and that's what he did but i thought at times it came too easy you know and that's where the physicality has to be there and that's the thing with the bucks like this is a team that you go up and down i go drew holiday that guy gets in the guys he's physical grayson allen physical borderline dirty Mm -hmm. that's fair uh middleton plays a little bit of an edge and he's a big guy yeah multi-time you know all defensive dude Bobby Portis coming off oh the bench. Javon Carter. Like, they've got a team full of dogs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Bobby Portis, I just think think about alone. Every time I see him out there, I think someone had this tweet that uh, Bobby Portis makes Sabonis look small. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's just, just a big dude. And they crushed Sacramento on the glass tonight. And I thought that was the other key. That jumped out to me tonight. You know, the Kings have done such a good job with defensive rebounding. One of the best teams in the league. They're one of the best at limiting second chance points in the game. They're really good at limiting fast break opportunities too. But the second chance points, the Bucs had 25 second chance points. They had 17 offensive rebounds. I mean, you had Lopez had six offensive rebounds. I mean, is that right? Even Javon Carter had three. He would get in there, get his hand on something, long rebound. 17-8 to eight for offensive rebounds tonight. Yeah, it, it was tough to see. And I think the Bucks just did a really good job of not only their timing, but you talk about the will and the want to yeah. get to that basketball on those O-boards. That's exactly what they did. And to score 25 off them, a lot of them were those putback jams, putback tip-ins, uh, just being in the right spot at the right time. A lot of those opportunities came in the paint. Appreciate everyone watching us live right now. I see the chat rolling through. Make sure if you're here, hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. It helps us grow so much. If you're on Twitch, you can follow us and subscribe as well. Uh, KO says Bucks are just much bigger and tougher. I mean, the size advantage was clear, and you knew that going into tonight. Mm. Although I thought Sabonis did a great job being physical. And I felt like at times against bigger guys, he doesn't impose his will enough. And Sabonis is a big, strong dude. Tonight, he did that. I thought he had a really nice game. 23 points, 12 rebounds, 7 dimes for him on 9 of 11. Dude, he was just In a corner three! In a corner three! three. The guys I know. hit threes! It's fun to see, and I know there's other times that he's open from beyond the arc, but I'm glad that he's not just getting trigger-happy and being like, okay, well, I've hit a few, so now I can just hit these. But it's that game, that part of his game is developing, is hopefully going to... He's 26 years old. Like It's hopefully going to become part of his game as he keeps going in this league, and it's fun to see that develop. But just shy of a triple-double with uh, only dropping seven dimes, and really that goes to... So many guys on this King squad tonight were not making their shots, but also a lot of open looks that just weren't falling for these guys. I do agree with that to a certain extent. 
I do want to go over that a bit. Um, sure. Also on the chat, I wanted to get to Mark, who says there are a few things in a basketball game more frustrating than an opposing team getting offensive rebounds. And I was frustrated during this game very often, LOL. Yeah, you think you're frustrated. It's so deflating for a team, especially if you have a good defensive possession and you you force a miss. Mm. Right? Got to finish Those, it off. Got to finish it off. And that is just crushing tonight. 25-second chance. You can't give the Bucks 26 20 you know, five second chance points. And what's so discouraging about it is I thought the Kings did a great job taking care of the ball, right? Uh-huh. I mean, eight turnovers. I was concerned about going into the, this road trip because they've been a little sloppy with the ball recently. We're talking about like 18 to 20 turnovers. And you're like... Against you bad teams. Yeah, you do that against the Bucks, they're going to score like 800 points on you. Well, and that's what I like. I felt like their focus, a lot of their focus was there. They were, they yeah. were, they were really paying attention to details and they cared about all the little things because you understand you have to play that much better against a great team in the NBA. And I think they really took that on, um, did a great job with it, but at the same time, taking care of the ball, but then letting other yeah. little things like those offensive boards get out of reach, really not just crashing the boards on the defensive end, really crush them. I do want to get back to what you were saying about some of the missed shots. The Kings tonight, it's weird to say this, they only had 19 assists, which is really low for them. I mean, they, they're pretty much at 30 every night. So 19 assists on 43 makes. Um. I felt like Malik Monk, I give him a lot of credit because the guy came in and he was he brought the energy, especially in that second mm. quarter. He had 14 points in the first half. Ten of those came in the second quarter. Only two points the rest of the way. And I think, I don't know, sometimes you live with that with Monk, I guess, because he's, he can get streaky. Tonight off the bench, he was 7 of 19, 1 of 7 from 3. I thought there were too many times where the Kings did the one pass in three or no pass in three. It and was, that's not in their DNA. Like you got to move the ball around, get that Milwaukee defense moving a little bit. It, I know they stay to you, stay locked into you, but you got to move the ball. I think sometimes what it is when you're playing a really good or a bigger team, a tough team like the Milwaukee Bucks, it's like you're thinking what's coming easy. What's the easiest thing I can do right now? Okay. It's to get this open look. Okay. I have this open look. Okay. I have it. Those open looks are there yeah. because it's not the best shot to take anyway, you know, and sometimes I, I know it feels like, especially for a shooter, especially for someone as confident as Malik Monk, that, it would be the right shot, but truly getting a different flow to everyone touching the ball, to getting those pain touches can make everything so much better in a game. And that is, that has been their identity consistently. And when they execute it, they just do so much better. But to your larger point, they did miss some open looks, but I thought Fox and Monk forced some that were questionable. No, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's exactly, like, the, even those being some open looks, the, the questionable open looks aren't always the best looks, right? Like, and, and it's because it's the first shot. You didn't even allow the defense to tire them out a little bit. And it's more because it's like, were you afraid to penetrate in the paint because there's so much of a presence with Lopez, with Giannis? Um, Drew Holiday obviously makes everyone's life a little bit harder along the perimeter. So whatever that was, yeah, that was the Bucks also doing a good job of taking them out of it. So Morgan, you were saying, um, we, we were talking a lot about the Bucks' size, and we're talking about the rebounding and all that. 
Uh, someone in the chat was mentioning this, Loyal Sack Kings fans. Do you think we should have played Alex Len in these bigger lineups? Were you surprised that we didn't see much of Alex Len or Rashawn Holmes just for additional size purposes tonight? You know, when people say that, um, because I saw you, people also starting in the tweets like, we've got to change things. You know, as soon as a loss happens, <laughs> like, we got to make trades and change things. And well, the, Please give me the trade that's going to help you deal with Giannis. No, I would love to know exactly. that. And, yeah. and, I, and I get it. Like, people are frustrated after a loss, whatever. But at the same time, I don't I don't necessarily look at tonight's game and go, oh, Alex Lynn should have gotten those touches. I have seen it in different matchups where I do believe that is the right answer. You know, trust in him, give him, um, get him coming off the bench and getting those yeah. minutes. I mean, also, I, I think sometimes with rebounding, we focus so much on Height. the bigs. Yes. And like, dude, Javon, Javon Carter had three offensive rebounds tonight. Mm-hmm. Javon Carter's not a big dude, but he's strong and he wants to go get the ball. Like, let's look at some Drew Holiday today. Let's see here. Four rebounds for Holiday, four for Allen, five for I mean, Brooke Lopez only had three rebounds. I'm sorry. I'm looking at defensive rebounds. I'm a mess over here. That's sorry. Okay. Uh Lopez had nine rebounds, but Giannis only had six rebounds in this game. Middleton had six. Portis with five. Connaughton had six. Carter with five. Hill with two. That's gang rebounding. That's getting after the ball. Yes. And there have been games this year watching Sacramento. There's a little too much ball watching, not worried about guys crashing the glass. That's it. And you saw that with the offensive rebounding tonight. You have to be aware that these guys are going to try to get this ball from you. You know who does uh, a pretty good job of finding their man and boxing them out, especially if they if they are told and understood that that is their assignment is Davion Mitchell, because he's yeah. just a smart high Q defensive player that he knows if his guy is someone who crashes the boards, he's going to seek him out and make sure to turn and get a body on him. It's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's no. something you it's have battle, to focus though. on. I mean no, and it's a complete battle. And I think about people that are really good at this and it's, Funny that I mentioned him. Uh, he's in Stockton, Chima Moneki, and he's just someone who has just incredible timing with rebounds, and it's just his effort and that ability to understand where you have to be yeah, in the right he's time. Third the in the, will again. He's third in the G League right now in rebounding. Okay. About yeah. 12 a game, 13 a game. I think tonight he had like 14 or something. See, and my whole point yeah. is exactly, it's not all about just getting those big bodies in there. It's about all those other things uh, to crash the boards as well. Yeah, they, they, it's just the, the focus has to be there. I mean, and, and it's something, I mean, we were watching that video from Jay Triano mm. uh, that the Kings put out yesterday yeah. in their preview of the run. And that was like one of the things they were talking about is like, there's this mannequin where they did a simulation where the mannequin was in this one point in the paint. And they did a simulation around that. And that person in the paint just got 10 rebounds by standing there. And his point was, this mannequin has no heart. This mannequin's got no effing brains. And he got 10. Well, we're coachable. We got brains. We got toughness. We got heart. Like, let's improve that. Also, let's not lose sight of the fact that this Bucks team is just really long and big and physical. And this is a good lesson, you know? You know, and they have to be better in that regard if you're going to compete with the best of the best in the NBA. Yeah, I, I, I look at a game like this and I go, okay, how can you grow? What lessons can you take? Um, how can you grow 
from losing to a team like this. I felt that same way, especially after Boston. I think that loss was a little bit more disappointing on how they lost that one. But because Boston is such a good team, I, I go, okay, how do you grow? This game, they showed that growth. The way that they competed all the way through, uh, almost through every single possession, I was really impressed with so many things that this King squad did, how they adjusted things. But yeah, the Bucks did a great job of adjusting things as well. Out of all the teams the Kings have faced this year, the Bucks are the most impressive to me. I How think come? because they can do it defensively. They've won a championship, of course, right? But won. they they've done it defensively. But they are so unselfish. They will make the extra pass. They play team basketball, and they've got a great player in Giannis. Obviously, he's probably the best guy in the league at this point. Yeah, and he's scoring. He's the most points per game he's ever scored in the NBA which is crazy to think about. And I'm like, even the assist tonight, I, six assists for Middleton, seven for Giannis, three from Lopez. Allen had four and Holiday was six. So three of your five starters had six or more assists. They had 34 in the game. And how many times, especially on offensive rebounds, was that ball just being moved around? It's getting the Kings trying to react and recover. And then they get open looks from three, and they knock down 14 of 33 from three, where the Kings were 12 of 38. Yeah, they tire people out on both ends of the floor. And it's just they they do a lot of things great. And they have a lot of really good pieces a lot of really good weapons and even when everyone isn't clicking there's just guys that can step up and take it to another level their style of play the philosophy this organization has um yeah it makes it makes a lot of sense while why they're that good but damn it deuce i just love that we get to talk about the king's competing against a team like this because i i think you and i talked about this the other day of just how many times last season it was like what do we what can you even break down yeah. you're just disappointed in effort and all these things in this season and in a game like this we actually get to talk about yeah what went wrong what went right and there is a lot of both yeah there was good and bad the other thing too we talked about the kings only with eight turnovers milwaukee had seven turnovers and it only turned into four points so that was another thing, too, uh, when we were talking about Keegan Murray and just everything he was doing on the offensive end, and you talked a little bit about the defensive end. He had two blocks and a steal as well. Yeah. And I just think I'm about— I'm telling you, he's he had some nice tip-outs yeah. and rebounds. I've been really impressed with what I've seen with it. Like, you're seeing what we saw in the beginning of the year a little bit again. And I, I'm encouraged by the shot-making, but I'm more encouraged by him just looking just comfortable again. Right? Agreed. He had a couple of games where you're like, oh, he's totally lost confidence. Now it's no problem. Actually, I was talking to Chima Moneki. So oh. I was watching this. So before the Stockton game, it's like an hour and a half before the game. And yeah. I'm sitting watching my YouTube TV, watching the Kings game. And Chima comes over to watch the game with me. And we were talking about, um, he's like, oh, who's doing well? And I was like, oh, Keegan's off to a nice start. He goes, that guy just won't ever get rattled. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah, he goes, he he just, it doesn't phase him. He goes, he could be 0 for 20, and he's not, it, he, it will not phase him. Wait, that's the coolest combo that you I, had. He Aww. just said that, yeah. I know it wasn't really peppering him or yeah. anything. We were just watching the game, which was kind of cool. He just came over. He's like, oh, what's the score? He comes over and watches for a minute. That's so great. But yeah, he was really, like, praising Keegan. And what I love is that Keegan has talked about that about himself as yeah. well. And it's like. 
And he, that's the other thing he said. Uh, he goes, God, I wish I had that. Wow. Yeah. Same. That mindset. Same, Chima. Same. Um, you know, we did not get a chance to hear Mike Brown's press conference after the game because a lot of times we don't get to hear him on the road, right? But uh, the Kings posted Mike Brown's yes. press conference today, and I wanted to hear a bit of, of it. I want to hear if he's asked about De'Aaron Fox and, and just what he thought about the game, and then we can react to it. Here's uh, Mike Brown post game after this Kings loss in Milwaukee. Let's get to it. Coming down now. Give Milwaukee, Coach Bud, and, and the Bucks a lot of credit. Uh, they played a, a very good game. Uh, they, you know, what's disappointing for me is this is one of the first times I felt we played a game, and our opponent dictated from the beginning of the game how the night was going to go. And uh, I just I didn't think they felt us at all defensively. It was almost like a our defense was almost like a, a glorified scrimmage game or pickup game. Uh, Milwaukee went where they wanted to go. Um, they did what they wanted to do. Uh, you know, uh, offensively, um, we didn't do a good job communicating. Uh, we blew a lot of assignments. I mean, it's a two-point game. At one point, we blew two or three assignments in a row to where they stretch it to a 10-point game. But, you know, having said that, if we would have won, we would have stole a game the way that we played. Uh, this one, like I said, it was tough to swallow just because they didn't fill us from the start nor throughout the course of the game. And and I do. I, th I think we're better than that. But uh, you got to give Milwaukee and, and Bud and his staff a lot of credit for coming out there and, and taking it to us. Mike, this is six or seven games now where Fox hasn't really looked quite like himself. Um, what, what are you seeing there, and, and what is is he dealing with anything physically right now? Uh, I don't. I don't think he is. You know, it, I know everybody at this point in the year is dealing with bumps and bruises and cuts and nicks and all that other stuff. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know. You would not. Not that I know of from from our medical staff. You would have to ask Fox. Uh, you know, I, I, he's been really good for us the last three games, uh, setting the tone defensively, especially. Uh, you know, I'm, he can score. I'm not worried about him scoring the basketball. Uh, I just want him to continue setting the tone from the beginning of the game on the defense end of the floor because uh, on the road against good teams, you, you, I mean, 113 points, and we, you know, we missed a few shots here and there. That's enough to put us, keep us in the game. Uh, but we all have to get stops, and a lot of times it starts with him. He's ahead of snake. Mike, uh, offensive rebounding. Did you guys not do something correctly, or is it just when they get you in rotation, just their size is too much? At the end, we started running around because we were down, and they got a couple because we were running around. But throughout the course of the game, that's part of the my bads I'm talking about that we heard from from guys individually. We just had too many of them from too many different guys. Guys just didn't box out. Uh, the, the long shots, we know if they hit the rim, it's going to be a long rebound. So I can't turn around and start walking to the rim to, to get a rebound. I have to check my man and go out towards my man to rebound the elbow areas because if you think of it, there, there were a lot of, a lot of rebounds there throughout the course of the game. You know, at the end, Brooke 
because we were rotating. Brooke got two, I think, uh, size-wise. But uh, we, we, just, we just have to do a better job with the little things when we play uh, a great team like Milwaukee, especially on the road. Second from left. Coach, uh, I think this is about eight straight 30-point games for Giannis, and it feels like he can just kind of do whatever, whatever he wants on the offensive end. Now, I'm curious, what do you see from him now compared to, like, to earlier in his career that allows him to do that? I mean, he's a, he's a great player. I mean, he's, you know, arguably the best player in the league. You know, some people say that. Uh, but he, but he's, it's, it's tough. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he, he runs over Davion. Mitchell and there's no call no call you know and if if you know that's going to happen we got no chance to guard him and not many others have a chance to guard him uh, because because of his greatness and now he's able to do that we just we don't we don't have we, there's nothing we can do except hope and pray and then you talked about the size and the physicality, I guess specifically the physicality before the game. It sounds like you think your your guys didn't quite rise to, to meet that challenge. No, we, we didn't we didn't rise to meet the challenge tonight. And like I said, it, this is uh, this is probably the first time we, we didn't. You know, I, I just I like they, they they didn't feel us at all. Not at all. From the beginning of the game throughout the court. They did a couple of times in spurts. But a great team like that on their home floor, we we got a it's, it's got to be a dogfight, and and it was not a dogfight. It was just a it was just it was a basketball game. All that said, you're within one. Uh, you came back for multiple double digit deficits. Get within one in the fourth. Is there is there anything encouraging you take away from the fact that you're, you're playing a great team like this, and, and at, at a certain point you still had a chance? Well, it, what it does show is that that we're capable, you know, and and that's about it. It shows that we're capable of doing it, but we can't wait till the fourth quarter to try to in spurts string some stops together and make them feel us. You know, we have to do it from the beginning versus a good team like that. And now you're down the stretch. Maybe you have some momentum or some juice or the shots that they get that may be open at times because. Teams are going to get open shots throughout the course of the game. Maybe those don't go in because they had to work, you know, a lot harder throughout the course of the game. Uh, on regarding Terrence, he was held out again tonight. Um, is there any? What's the level of concern that that might be um, an injury that, that keeps him out for a little while? Uh, I I don't think it's well a high level of concern. You know, um, I know you know he got checked out and. And you know our medical people think that eventually he's gonna he's gonna be okay. You know, obviously he's gonna continue maintenance with it. But uh, yeah, I, they're not. I have not heard anything. I just heard he, you know tonight was the night he's out. Wow, that was probably the most frustrating frustrated I've heard Mike Brown as head coach of the Kings with his team. We've heard him upset with the officials before. His but- standards are so high. And I love, I, dude, I, he's a competitive dude. And I, I, I love it. I like it too. I like, really don't, do. Don't just go, Hey, good job. Good effort. Like we have standards and we can play better than this. And, I love that. And you know what I love too, from the outside perspective, people who were not coaching these practices, were not in there seeing these guys every single day, like he is. And so he, his expectations are what, 
he knows these guys are capable of doing where for us sometimes, like I even when I look at this game and I look at all the things I'm proud of and, and happy and excited for this King squad, I, I don't think it's because I have low standards. I think it's more because like I haven't seen it against one of the greatest yeah. teams in the NBA yet. Mike Brown has feel, feels like he's seen it and knows his team is capable of actually executing it. So they did not feel them at all, except some spurts in the fourth quarter, and that was too late. He did not like that. They got whatever they wanted. The other thing he was asked about was De'Aaron Fox, and we're so curious about that. I mean, look, he said he's fine. And he said and that last time, too. Everyone, He said everyone's kind of banged up, nicked up at this time, but he's fine, and he said he's got to provide what they need defensively. He's not worried about the offense. Which is fair. And I, I, I agree with what he said the last couple of games because I think Fox actually played well. I know. He's still helping the team he in is. some way where back in the day when he scored 15 points on five of like 19, you're going, well, he's not really playing defense either. He's really hurting you. Yeah. But tonight, there were two, like Holiday did some damage tonight. Like Holiday got his tonight. Um, So I don't know, man. I mean, I, I just hope if... If the medical staff says he's fine, he's not showing up on the injury report, then he's just battling through it. And if he needs a day, give him a day and, or something because they, they need a better version of him offensively. That's it. Because what I will say is that now that we saw a big enough sample size, too, of De'Aaron Fox playing at the level that he was playing at, especially on the offensive end, especially with that explosive step, with that bounce that we're talking about, we saw that consistently. So our expectations are he needs to get there again, especially offensively, because slumps are okay. They're going to happen in the NBA for every single player, sure. Yeah. But with De'Aaron, it's a little bit triggering too because year after year, going into now his sixth year in the NBA, we saw those times when we'd see those flashes, only flashes, and then he'd go back to what he was. Where now you're seeing it different, though. He doesn't he doesn't go back to like a bad, sorry game or something like we used to see. It's more like, okay, he's just not contributing as much, and they have a good enough identity and squad to contribute there, and he's still setting a tone defensively. We just know and want to see him play at that all-star level. And that explosiveness he was playing with at the beginning of the year, just on it, getting to a spots mid-range three-point lane attacking at the rim yeah there's, there's no there's not as much attacking at the rim at this point there's a couple times today like we we kept referencing the two he had on Giannis that mm -hmm. one I'm like how did he get that up over Giannis but it doesn't have the same pop right now sure and if he physically can't give that I would recommend like hey give him a few days off dude I'm not a doctor but... I mean that's if he needs some rest I mean guys Look around the league. Teams do it all the time with sick guys all the time for rest. Yeah. And if he needs that, if that's what it's going to take to get him going a bit, you need you need the De'Aaron Fox we saw at the start. I'm not saying you need the 25 a game, but you need that explosiveness because of what it does to opposing defenses when he's getting inside the paint. The Kings want paint touches. Fox can provide that when he's on and is aggressive. It just creates so much of a different game, so much of a threat. What do you think of Mike Brown talking about the defense being a glorified glorified uh, pickup game defense or however he put it into words? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I just also think 
Like, he has high standards, for sure, for his team. And the Kings have been trending in such a better um, way defensively. I mean, you look at what they did coming into tonight. They were 18th in defensive rating. In the last 10 games, they were 11th, I believe. I have the notes in front of me. That's a turnover. I should have just known this. Sorry, last 15, they were 11th. Last 10, they were 5th. And the last 5, they were 4th in defensive rating. Uh, coming into tonight, but I I think it today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It's just... When you're taking on a team like this, it's really hard. And you could talk about playing physical, but this team is in But you, see, man. and that's his point, though, of of a team like this, the thing that you have to up because you're... You got to make them work. You got... you I just You have to bring on a different type of physicality, a, just a different tone of perfect basketball. And that's what they did by taking care of the basketball. That's what he meant. By doing that there in attention to detail, but he wanted it everywhere. He wanted it with their physical play. He wanted it with the way that they would scout out a guy and go meet them before the rebound, before the guy would crash the board and get the board and get the rebound. The fourth quarter was rough too. 29 to 19, but the Kings were 7 of 20 shooting. They were 0 for 7 from 3 in the fourth quarter. That was a tough fourth quarter to watch. It was tough. I mean, Bucks really... Turned on the MF and Jets, but they did. They Kings did. also just couldn't get things going. Next up for the Kings, huh. just the Cleveland Cavaliers. I was watching their game last night against the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. Anthony Davis started the game, left with flu-like symptoms. Donovan Mitchell and company take over down the stretch, close well. They win. The Kings beat him earlier this year, and that was a game in which Donovan Mitchell had 38 points. The Kings ended up putting up like 127 on him. One, they remember that. <laughs> Two, this team is the best home team in the NBA. They were 11-1 and one at home, and coming into tonight, they were number one in defensive rating in the NBA. Oh, damn. I do think the Kings, going back, I watched some of it today. That, that first matchup, the Kings did such a great job attacking the paint, knowing that Allen and Mobley are going to be there, but making sure to kick it out and get that ball moving all the way around. They knocked down a lot of shots in that game. Yeah, so shots were uh, shots were flowing. They were going in, um, but also that's because they're playing 
the right style of offense, the offense that they started off playing in the beginning of the season. And that was getting those paint touches. That was moving the ball around. That's not taking the first shot. It's taking the best shot. So they really just have to remain patient. Um, keep taking care of the basketball. You look at a defense like that, you have to play the right type of offense. Plus on the defensive end, how about you get your steals, but you're playing against a team that's I believe 10th, uh, in offensive rating in the NBA. So they're <laughs> also true. a good they're offensive team. a good team. team. They're yeah. a good team. They're absolutely, I mean, they just have a lot of weapons. Okay, guys. I Sorry, we're just talking about this, and I just got distracted. Hold on. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to go to it. I think he's sleeping. No, he's not. Oh. Hold on. Nick? What's up, dudes? Okay, you're. Yeah, we could barely hear you. What's up, dudes? Can you hear me now? Yeah, why do you have the phone... A inch from your face. How are you? I, I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, Deuce Ammo. Deuce Ammo. Deuce Ammo. They uh, tell you what they you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Deuce said, Deuce said, I heard Deuce said, I gotta go pee pee. No, that's no, not, no. That's not what I said. <laughs> that's not that's what, I said. what you guys said. No, that's not what I said, Nick. <laughs> What what anyway, what's going on, man? What's on your mind? Well, we lost tonight. We should have won this game, Morgan. I know you did a good job on NBC Sports today. I saw you on TV today, Deuce. Hey, you did good on there. Wow. Thanks, Nick. We both did good. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate you. Uh, why not be on NBC Sports, Morgan? Why not be on NBC Sports? Why not, Nick? <laughs> I saw you and Kenny. Is you and Kenny gonna be on their Fridays? Nope, it will be Kyle and Kenny. So I thought you'd be there for four games. Nope, that's next uh, week, Nick. Yeah, four games on the on the road trip. All right, Nick. What? What? Come on. Hey, the but the <laughs> king, but the Kings need to win on Friday against Cleveland. They do. It's going to be a tough one. If you were a coach going into the locker room, Nick, what would you say to your team? Go out there and play defense, and we got to play better. Nick, are you falling asleep? No, I'm not. I'm good. No. We got to play better. And also, next Wednesday is my aunt's funeral. Oh. Auntie Touch's funeral is next week on Wednesday. Okay. Well, in, in and, you know, she was a nice lady. And I did, I do miss her. And I do miss her nice, <laughs> her cooking night. She, she, did used to cook raviolis. I do like raviolis. Aww. Nick, I re we one we already talked about your aunt last night chat, and we <laughs> talked about her raviolis. Why are you talking about it again? Because you're half asleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Morgan is Morgan. Hey, why not like to be on Friday? Yeah. Why, why not? not? Why not? Why not wear a shirt to bed? Why not? All uh, right. Sleep dreams. Sleep dreams, Nick. <laughs> Sleep dreams, Morgan. Sleep dreams, Deuce. Why not light the beam? Why, Why not, not light, light the beam? Sleep all dreams. Right, right, no. <laughs> the kid that just keeps <sighs> going. Good night. Good night. Kid. Hey, wait. Sing me one more bedtime song. Naked Nick returns. That was great. He's still trying to <laughs> talk. No, talk. no, Nick. No, you're, you're go Nick. to bed, Go Nick. to bed, Nick. You're gone. Sleep <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Oh. oh my god what a wild night in the nba and also the kings are 13 and 10 now <laughs> do you want to hear a little sabonis from tonight this is 
like three minutes of yeah. Sabonis. Let's yeah. hear, we didn't hear of any Sabonis tonight. I want to hear what he had to say after this uh, Kings loss to Milwaukee. Those guys have, and he didn't feel like you guys did enough to, to match that. Is it, I mean, it's easier said than done, probably, right? Yeah. That's a tough team to match physicality. Um, yeah, I just felt like from the jump, you know, there wasn't much energy in the building, and both teams, you know, were kind of going through the motions. So uh, it was really a, an opportunity for us, you know, to uh, play our game, be physical, and uh, try and steal one here. Did you feel good about the way you guys were playing at any point in the game, or did it, did it just? Um, no, I definitely feel. Uh, I feel like we did a lot of good things, you know. Um, missed some shots, you know, in the fourth quarter where where it mattered, you know. Um, some defensive assignments um, weren't. Uh, uh, we couldn't get them done at the end, you know, on, on some double teams with Giannis and stuff. And then um, there was a couple of uh, big offensive rebounds at the end there where um, I had to rotate because we're uh, doubling Giannis, you know, and there that's where I feel like we could have been more physical. How about him? What kind of a matchup? I know you know him well. Um, I've played against him many times. That, to have that kind of size and... and speed and athletic ability, what's he like to go? Uh, yeah, of course, you know, especially in a tra transition, you know, um, he attracts double teams, you know, um, he has shooters all around him. So um, it's a five-man defense. It's, it's not just one guy, you know, uh, we got to help the guy guarding him and then we all got to spray out and um, take away shooters. You Any concern with um, De'Aaron? This is like six, seven games now where, you know, the shots just haven't really fallen for him at the same rate. What do you, what do you see him going through uh, right now? Um, nothing. You know, um, he's taking good shots. You know, they're, they're, they're open shots. Um, they're rhythm shots. They're his, his, his shots that uh, he's been taking, you know. Uh, we just got to keep getting him good looks. You know, um, he's putting in the work uh, um, after practice, you know, get, getting more shots and stuff. And um, I'm positive uh, next game he'll, he'll shoot well. So there's Demonis Sabonis. I love I, I love hearing him when he talks about teammates. I just think he's such a pro. He does well, not like talking to the media much, but you mean just with his answers, just kind of like short to the point. Here's what you know about Sabonis. He's gonna be in and out in about three and a half minutes. Bop, 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 bop. He he talks really fast. Yeah, but I do I also appreciate it. It's like pretty much straight to the point. It's not all super generic. I mean, like some you get generic, but I'm not ripping them. I'm just saying it's no. But I, yeah, I mean, he's obviously not concerned about Fox. He's, I mean, what's he going to say? Yeah, I'm actually deeply concerned. And I actually think he might be banged up. I think we should sit him. I don't yeah. know. I just think the way that he, he talks about teammates when he is asked, I think he does a really good job. Um, shout out to Kessie, who just gifted five subs on Twitch. Appreciate that, Kessie. Thanks, One Kessie. of our OG podcast listeners going back a long, long time. Um, let's go next to Heath. What is up, Heath? Heath, I hear you're rustling around, man. Heath. 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 He's Heath gone. <laughs> get it? No, uh, I did want to get your thoughts on this. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention this. I want to know how Kings fans felt about this. <laughs> so tonight at Milwaukee's uh, arena that they call Bootleg Golden One Center, I think. Oh! Because they tried to rip it off, but it didn't really work out too well. Anyway, um, on the big screen tonight, they did this like animation with a green beam coming from Pfizer Forum to kind of troll the Kings. Because yeah. uh, the Bucks beat the Kings tonight. So they, they launched their own beam. Morgan? How do you feel about this petty behavior? Do you think it's funny? 
Or do you thumbs down? I, it doesn't bother me at all. I think it's... Can I be honest? I already Can know. I be honest? Yeah, be honest. It doesn't bug me. It doesn't bug but, me. But... I feel like trolling the Kings is a little weird. Like, out of all the teams, like, they're kind of a fun story. They're 13 and 10. I feel like if the Warriors had a beam and you beat them. Troll the shit out of them. You know, like, these teams that are, like, traditionally good. But doesn't it feel like they're punching down a little bit? Like, really? You know, well, you know what? It's like, like, (laughs) Kings, to me, obviously, this season, it's like, oh, they are a good team. But that's the thing. They're a good team finally they're a good team finally after 16 years of hell and they're finally having that that story and that joy and that charm and it's like why are you shooting on that charm man like you don't you kind of like it you kind of like it but yeah it doesn't it honestly really doesn't bother me i just think it's funny uh brad says lame ko says oh f them lizzie says copyright (laughs) infringement These kids that act down garbage. Donald James, our beam is real. Jake thought it was funny. I mean, I didn't think it was funny. I just didn't. Just like, Frank Cruz says, I like it. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's See, fun. there you go. That's fine. And I'm, again, not angry at all, but. No, but but I understand your, but. That's all I had to say uh-huh. about that. Um, also, Steve Kerr was asked about um, Mike Brown, Morgan. Ooh. Um, this was yesterday, I believe. And he was just asked about the Kings and Mike Brown. You want to hear what he yes. had to say? Mike is just killing it. You know, um, that team is so well coached and well put together. Um, it all clicks. I mean, when we played them early in the season, um, you could see it was coming together. And, um, you know, by the time we played them the third time, they had already formed an identity uh, playing through Sabonis with all that three-point shooting, um, but really executing. They they do a lot of good stuff offensively that that Mike and his staff have put in, and that the players are really executing well. And um, so they're they're having a great season, great start to the season, and uh, happy to happy to see that for Mike and LB and their staff. You know, Mike has been interviewed a few times over the years, and I always told him, as long as I was here he he had a job next to me for for life as long as i was here because he he suited me perfectly and um and we were so close we've we've known each other for so long now that i was thrilled uh for the opportunity that he was getting and um and then immediately i was thinking how am i going to replace him because he's he was that valuable to me in in a lot of different ways but um just thoroughly enjoyed working with with Mike uh, for I think it was six seven years, um, but I knew it was just a matter of time before he he got another chance and he's he's making the most of it. <sighs> it just warms my heart. It <laughs> yeah. does. No, I know it's cool to hear Kerr say that one. And Mike Brown is doing a great job. The more I, you know, watch Mike Brown, just even listen to what we played tonight, his post game, it was clearly like he's got standards. He's frustrated now. I'm like. I'm eager to see how the Kings come out on Friday. Like, are they going to come out with a little different edge? You know, what's Fox going to come out? Because I felt like even tonight when they asked about Fox and his situation, Brown's down played it. Like, no, he's, but he needs to be better defensively. Yeah. No, I, I, he's done some nice things defensively, but I, I feel like when Brown talks like this about his team too, they, they care about responding. They care about 
it's not about like making him proud. They care about the work that he, the the work, the love that he puts into them and they want to give it right back, yep. you know, with, with executing what he's teaching them. And so, yeah, you could only, you could only hope that you see the response in physical play on Friday. Also cool here, Reggie Miller gave the Kings some love last night on the TNT broadcast. They were talking about Jokic's passing, and Harlan brought up Arvidas Sabonis, and Reggie was quickly to bring up, yeah, but Sabonis Sabonis is pretty good in Sacramento, too, and he's talking about light the beam, and hey, Mike Brown's doing a hell of a job. Hope they keep that rolling. Kings also made an appearance on uh, Shaq to the Fool TD with his pass into the crowd, and they joked about the beam. Um, I did want to mention this, looking at the standings in the NBA. The West, it's, it, this is just crazy. There are now... After Minnesota beat the Pacers tonight, uh-huh. there are 11 teams at 500 or better in the West. 11 teams. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> it's just like, when you look at this, because we showed the, the Western Conference standings before, yeah. and it's Kings were in that fourth spot. And it's fun to see. It's fun to see because look at all the times when the Kings we're all the way at the bottom yeah, yeah. that it was just depressing. And it's like, we would just talk about how depressing it is. So you can celebrate some of this success, even if it's still so early on. I think the biggest early season takeaway for me is looking at the West and going, I don't know who is, who is the favorite? Because it seems like when you start to believe, like there was a stretch. I'm like, man, the Suns. I'm really, they're starting to figure it out. Chris Paul will be back soon. Boston destroyed them tonight. Boston was up 40-plus at one point. Just demolished them really? in Phoenix. I'm like, that's crazy. Oh, I didn't see the Suns that. never get down by 40-plus in a big game at home. When does that ever happen? Hey! Dun, dun, dun. They lost tonight 125-98 to in Chris Paul's return to action, Morgan. Ooh, things are not cute over there. Tatum had 25 in 29 minutes. Brown had 25 in 28 minutes. Just absolutely demolished them tonight in Phoenix. A nationally televised game for them. Wow. Booker so, held to 17. And then, like, last night, I was watching uh, Dallas-Denver, and, you know, Dallas ends up... I mean, Dallas is a weird team, too, when I'm looking at because I, I haven't liked how they played, and it's been pretty much all Luka all the time. And right. now this like last four games, Tim Hardaway's knocking down his shot again, which has been huge for them. Uh-huh. They look like a mess in this Knicks game I was watching. And then they have a monster third quarter. And since then, it's been nice. They got a big-time road win against Denver. And I'm watching Denver going, I can't buy this team. You know, like, Jokic is good, but Murray's still not Murray yet. And where was Michael Porter last night? You know what he was wearing? Street clothes. Because he's hurt. I know. And that's tough. And that's tough to see with Denver. But going back to Dallas, because even the other night, you're exactly right. When we were talking about them after the Knicks game, I was just like, I don't know. This style of basketball, like, can it last? But here's the thing. Every single time that they win with that style of basketball, with having their number one guy just be so dominant, be ball dominant, be able to create and just accomplish so much on the floor as an individual. It's it's like when when do we stop and go, but this style isn't a championship style. But this style isn't going to get you past this first round or the second round of the playoffs. Like what when when are the the maps 
going to start asking that question. What year is that yeah. going to be, Deuce? Well, they need more help from for Luca. They for do, sure. and they're getting it recently from Tim Hardaway. I just don't know how sustainable it was. Jason Kidd had an interesting thing he said after the game the other night because they've won three in a row, and people yeah. are like, "Wow, oh, if you guys figure it out." Here's what Kidd had to say: Yeah, it's it's a marathon. People have to understand you know, you don't you don't win an award for the first twenty. Um, you get to learn about your team. You get to learn about each other, um, and then there um, again, we're going to be judged publicly every night. Um, and so that just comes with the territory. But internally, um, we truly believe we're going in the right direction. It's um, making a couple open shots here, getting a couple uh, rebounds there, puts us in a, in a different, uh, you know, space um, in the sense of feeling good. But you got to play all 82. This is a different team than last year. Um, and we're starting to, you know, come together. Um, we talked about it. we've been healthy. We talked about you guys get a lot of questions about, you know, minutes. You know, it's hard. Twitter's a hell of a coach. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. You know, like what he's saying, though, is so true is I do think we all are guilty of it as sports fans, basketball fans. The overreactions based on five games, based on three games, based on 10 games. And for, for a lot of these teams like Dallas have they've had a significant change like losing Jalen Brunson for nothing is a huge loss and they added Christian Wood but you know Tim Hardaway was hurt to start the year they're going yeah like we're not playing our best but we don't even know each other yet it's 20 games in they got off to a slow start last year too and I think we all have to do a better job I think of just exerting some patience just in our sports fandom no and it's fair and I think sometimes though when you no, it's absolutely fair. When you see flaws drastically go from one way to another, just like we did from the yeah. Knicks to, uh, you could even sure say the Denver game the other night, whatever, whatever game you want to pick, whatever win you want to pick for the Mavs, you do, you understand teams are going to ha- to fluctuate and have those weird nights. Look at the Suns tonight, but then you have Booker who had a streak of 40-something plus in how many games? You know, like, yeah. the, I, I get all of that. I just think when I see teams with their flaws and I look at their goals of what they're trying to accomplish in a postseason, yeah. that's when I go... That style of play, think about how what defenses do in the postseason and how different the assignments are. And if you stop the head of the snake and that's a team's like complete identity, then they're not going to get over yeah, certain humps. I am not sold on Dallas at okay. all as a team. Prove I me mean, wrong. they it's a team that relies heavily on three point shooting, and I don't think they have enough three point shooting. Fair. You know, like right now it's working. Yeah. Hardaway's knocking down shots. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking about like crazy numbers. You know, he's in eight in a game and six in a game. I Five just, and a quarter. Watching their style play, yeah, I don't think it's conducive to like long-term winning. And I think they're going to need to add to really get the most out of Luka as a player. Because Luka is obviously tremendous. He gets numbers. Uh, he gets awesome numbers. And he's a great player. He does a lot of awesome things out there. He needs more help around And him. then Christian Wood has obviously been this this good addition, but not a great no. addition. I, I look Christian, at what he's done on the offensive end, but then the defensive end is where it's we... It's not just defensive. It's his attitude, Morgan. Okay. Christian Wood... Effort? Th- 
Christian Wood, there is a reason he's been on a lot of teams. It's not because of his talent. The guy's talented. Mm -hmm. Like, you see him score in bunches. The kid has a standard defensively, and it's not met by him all the time. And there is some effort things with him at times. You know, he's a tough guy to play with at times. So that's that's what you look at. I mean, I guess my whole point is looking at the West. We're spending some time on Dallas. But, like, even looking at the 10 teams that are technically in, I mean, if you counted it, you know the number one seed after tonight is the Pelicans? Dude. And Brandon Ingram hasn't been healthy. Like, this team is frightening. It is. Zion is scary. Brandon Ingram's is he healthy now? He's missed some time. I I know he's missed like eight games, and I think Zion has missed like six on the season. And no, Ingram's been been missing for a minute now, and CJ missed time. So Zion, yeah, they they won the other night against the Pistons, one hundred four ninety eight. Zion twenty nine ten and five. But yeah, no, Ingram's been out, and that's I think the biggest thing with that team is like. All right, like health wise, and can they all play together when actually healthy and together? Like, does Ingram and Zion, all those guys, work? I mean, doesn't their record show you, though, even without some of the, those guys, that like most likely it's going to work? There's a lot of really good talent. I think someone like Zion obviously is still growing as he continues to play more consistently with his NBA minutes and understanding not only what he can do on the offensive end, especially against some of these NBA bigs in the way that he's capable of just like getting around them and bullying through them. But then on the defensive end, we've seen those lazy defensive breakdowns for Zion. And I think those being exposed has kind of helped maybe change his mindset and what he needs to do for their entire team to be yeah. a better team defensively just, too. For a team that hasn't been healthy, for them to be 16 and eight, Ingram's missed already eight games. He's missed the last four. I mean, Alvarado had the game the other night where he had 38 points, which mm. that's just such a cool story. I love it. I got to play so hard and he's found a way to make it in the NBA. Then you got the Suns who we talked about tonight, Memphis, Bain is still going to be out probably another three to four weeks. So, you know, it's, they've got the talent. Then, then you go the next one, the four seeds, Denver. We just talked about them. Sacramento's five. They're not not winning a championship. Uh Uh-uh. Or Kevin Durant comes to Sacramento. Okay. Utah. They won tonight. They beat Golden State at the buzzer in a crazy finish, but they've dropped off a little bit. Yeah. Um, Dallas, we mentioned them. Portland. The Clippers, the Clippers lost tonight to Orlando, and Kawhi and Paul George played in that game. Damn. And then the Warriors are at 13 and 13. I think the team that I look at with the Warriors right now at the 10th spot, you know, at what point do they go, maybe we can move Kaminga, one of our young guys, and sacrifice a young guy and something to go get a more established piece that can help us now? Because you have to capitalize on this version of Steph Curry. I I agree. And in some ways I go, that's why. I, I understand their system is more built on, hey, let's develop from within. Let's develop these young guys and grow. And so then we can be um, this this team that that can have Steph Curry and lead some of these young guys so they understand how to play basketball at the highest level even when he's gone. But at the same time, you have these good young pieces that you have started to develop that you can actually 
get something back, something valuable back for, in my opinion, if you trade enough and put that around Steph Curry and capitalize on that because, like we always say, it comes, it goes. And for the Warriors, they've had a lot of years where it's been here and it's been successful, but those have got to start slipping away. And then the other team that started to get it together, uh, they had won 7 of 10 going into last night, but now back-to-back losses, the Lakers. And... You know, you look at the stretch, it's been because Anthony Davis has been outrageous. I mean, you look at before last night, 55 and 17, 44 and 10, 27 and 12, 25 and 13, 25 and 15, 37 and 21, 30 and 18, 38 and 16, 37 and 18. Anthony Davis, when healthy, is a freak of nature. The thing we just always said is you can't always count on that. Now, He's missed the last couple, sick. It's a little different than being hurt. Yeah. Anthony Davis, I mean, I can't imagine him keeping up the pace he's on now. That seems outrageous. But I don't. I still can't view them, even if they had it going with those guys as a championship contender. My whole point to this whole long diatribe about yeah. the Western Conference is there is there's clearly not a front runner at this point that anyone could be like, that's the team I buy into. That's fine. I that's fair. And yeah, I I I think sometimes we try and do that it's, as sports fans, or you hear some national podcasts and they try to go, "Who are your top five? And really, it's like, can you can you actually pick your top five and be confident in that right now, twenty something games in? Because I can't. I watch a shit ton of Sacramento Kings basketball, but I'm watching other basketball games. I'm watching other teams in the Western Conference, and I just see so many games that are just up and down. So many players that play at such a high, crazy level, and then other games like, you know, you look at the Suns game, and it's just like a whole different world. So you just don't know what you're going to get, and there's a lot of great individual players uh, out there, especially in the Western Conference right now. I mean, you mentioned Anthony Davis and him just being on an incredible tear. But yeah, there's not an entire team that no. I just feel confident in talking about being like, they're it's, for sure. It's so close right yeah. now. It's so close. In one week, you could feel one way, and the next you go, I actually don't know. But then I look at the East, and I'm like, the two best teams I have watched this year are the two teams at the top of the East. It's Boston and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee is just getting Chris Middleton back in the fold. The Celtics. Robert Williams is not even back yet. I know. I know. So you start thinking about that. Like, those two teams right now, I think, in the East are the, are the teams. And good for the Boston Celtics, not only because of everything that has gone on in the beginning of the season, but just them really showing that they could build off of what they accomplished last year. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things we talked about for them, especially late in the postseason, was conditioning. So what did they work on to be differently, to do differently uh, late in the season? Because we know they have the skill set. We know that they have the guys. But what's going to be that next step that they did take in the offseason? And maybe it was that. Well, next up for the Kings, the team that's third in the East, and that is the Cleveland Cavs. Just another good team for the Kings to play. And they're the team that just, like, going forward scares me the most for years if I'm in the NBA just because I think Evan Mobley is ridiculous, and he's not even close to where he's going to be, I think. And you still have Mitchell on your his prime. Garland's good. Jared Allen is just such a steady presence. 
It's a fun. It's a fun. It's a good team. team. Yeah, it, there's a lot of good about it. Um, yeah, I'm happy for Mitchell because I just, you know, we knew that he could play at such a high level, but playing with players that it seems like he likes that are also very super talented. It's just elevating his game to another level as well. My poll question for the chat was this, Morgan. I'm curious to get it, the answer from you. What uh -huh. grade would you give the Kings tonight? A B, a C plus, a C, or F? They lost. Okay. Well, before we heard from Mike Brown, it would have been a C plus, but I'll go with C. What do you think? What do you think Mike Brown would greatest team today? Honestly, he'd be like, "Oh, I'd probably give them a D minus." You give him a D minus? No, no, they didn't fail. I but um, I think he'd be like, "Well, we had 113. You got 113 points on the road. You had eight turnovers, and you lost by 13." I think that's a that's a C. And then he goes, that's a C "I don't care. They didn't match physicality." He said, "Glorified pickup basketball <laughs> defense." Like it's definitely a D for Mike Brown. <sighs> And he's not shitting on his team by saying that. He's just, he just is like, well, oh no, I know we're better than this. So D. Our audience, we've got B and C plus tied for 33%. Ooh. C at 18% and F, they lost at 16%. I love the choices that you gave. Well, you only get four on YouTube. So yeah. it's just like, what would you have chose? Would you have gone a different route? No, and I just love that people were positive enough to be like B. Doesn't that kind of look like you're probably your report card in school? No Fs, but definitely the rest, sure. What was your, like, GPA? Cs get degrees. I was, like, a 3.5. What? Yeah. You were a 3.5. I, I was never, like, a 4.0. I'm actually really impressed Really? By I was probably, on average, throughout my, like, I guess, or I guess like, high school, probably, like, 3.25. I didn't try in high school. Oh, I tried so hard. I'm such a slow reader. I'm Did I ever tell you, though, I graduated with honors in college? Yeah, you you mention it like every. No, other I didn't know if I've ever mentioned day. that to you. I uh huh. Just yeah. Wanted to. No, I'm put that out I'm there. so happy for you. Yeah, I was just I was terrible with um obviously math, and science. You're still terrible with math. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <This> asshole. <laughs> uh, what was your GPA in high school? Like three, three point Oh, my God. Oh, so there is one stretch. I don't know. Well, I can tell you, actually. I think at the time I didn't understand, but, like, freshman year, that's when my dad went back to, like, prison. Yeah. I just did. There would be, like, times you had to read a book for a test. I didn't read the book. I just would, like, fill it in. I just didn't do it. I literally did not. And I had a girlfriend. I was distracted. So that. I just didn't do it. Wow. Yeah. That's all. But the, I think I think late sophomore year, I really I hit a stride where I was like, okay, let's lock in. Because it was, I mean... Obviously, IQ through the charts. In college, Morgan, it was just easy because I'm just like, oh, this, oh, is, this is this is I I'm a little more mature now. Responsibility. College was not easy for me because I just wanted to focus on basketball and working, and that was just like my life. Um, what was the best thing that has happened to you so far this week? Whoa, that was that's a random question. What what day is it? Wednesday, so yeah. technically almost Thursday. Um. Oh God! What? Oh well, I don't know. I don't, okay. I'll tell you this. So, oh, you guys get this. This is Michael Jordan's tequila. Okay, you're like, why? Why is this the best thing? So it's old and bitter. Hey, oh, so 
I have like three besties, like four besties, right? And during basketball season, I don't even like connect with them or anything. And I was feeling disconnected and they were in a book club and they didn't invite me. I have great friends. And I was like, hey, um, why can't I be invited? And they're like, because you do basketball and you don't have time for us. And I was like, well, I want to be invited. So they invited me. I read two books really quick. They were romance novels. They were just absolutely awful. What? One, just, I want to add something. You did not read the books. Oh, Audible. Audible. So every time I was like going back and forth from San Francisco you or listened. whatever. You yeah. You didn't read them. No, I listened. There is a difference. Oh my God. But go ahead. Rude. So anyway, so I did these two romance novels or whatever. So my whole point is yesterday there was a book club. I hosted the book club because all my friends, like they had all this stuff going on in their life, but don't worry. I just have like three, two grandmas dying and a funeral and like basketball. So yeah, I hosted a book club, but get this. When you host a book club, people bring you shit. You get presents and stuff when you host something at your home. And so my friend Taylor brought this and she was like, how about you just put it on your podcast? It's Michael Jordan's tequila. Here you go. And a candle. I got that in a candle for hosting a book club and complaining about a book. How great is that? Probably the best thing that's happened to me all week. Is that just a new, do, are people doing book clubs like all the time? Now? Who knows? I, like I that, didn't even know it was a thing. Is that like a, th a third, Hey, I'm in my thirties. Let's host a book club. Why is that bother you though? That's how, just how like, I guess adults connect. Maybe it's good. I'm not going to be negative about it. Thank you. At all. I, I mean, it's just, yeah, no, that's fine. What was the best thing in your, um, week? It's Wednesday. It's a good question. You uh, didn't think of one thing as I was telling you an no, entire story? No, no, I was story? listening to your story. I was listening to your story. And I do Shocking. think it, I think that's the one cool thing about as you get older. If you do host, hosting things are just, it just sounds like, oh, it's such a chore. People You're, I don't know. The, the worst part about hosting things, to be honest, is just like, I got to be honest, there's a certain point I just want people to leave. Can I and tell you what I did? What? I set my boundary and I set everyone out by 8.30. You, and, you said... Everyone out at Ether. How do you say that? So though? that's such a hard. One thing of to my say. besties, she's like one of the ones that started the book club, and I, and I was like, hey, can it's at my house, but can you kind of run like the the conversation about the book club? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, but can you also tell everyone that they have to be out by eight thirty because I have to go to San Francisco for basketball mm. the next day? And she was like, yeah, for sure. Everyone appreciated it. Adult women appreciate boundaries. And being told, get the f heck out of my house. That's good. I know. That's good. And you get, you got tequila, you got and wine a candle. and candles. Yeah. That's a win. I think, I know. That's a win. Even if the book sucked, it was I still I did a have win. to spend money on the book. I had to spend money on food and like that stuff. But, um, oh, and we made little, little packages for, um, our unhoused neighbors just all around Sacramento. That was another cool thing. We, we had a social worker, uh, book club reader, and she was like, yeah, let's make all these little baggies with like socks and deodorant, all these things, just essentials to give to um, obviously people who are That's just cool. living out on the street. Only right do now. that during the holiday season because they don't need any, any other month. They're, they they're to be in your car to give out all throughout the year. You give out little Ziplocs all throughout the year. Making them in December. Oh my God. Just saying you better anyway, be hand those out in March. Hand those out in March. If you're don't be a fraud. It just always it just makes can I just say that real fast? All these charities around the holiday season. True. Hey, coach your kids, socks for whatever, blah blah blah. Do it year like, round, baby. 
What was the worst charity that was on Real Housewives? Oh, Homeless Not Toothless? Yes. Some Real Housewife, what show? Uh, Beverly Hills. They held an event, a charity event for Homeless Not Toothless to get homeless people. New smiles. What is that like the worst name for a charity ever? Stupidest thing. (laughs) How about a roof over their head? And again, and I know even like the bags like don't solve all the issues, but it's like the Uh, the, they're human. You got to help in some way or another. (laughs) And I guess helping with a smile and confidence, sure, but just a terrible name for a charity. Oh man, Um, we are going to be live again on Friday night. Another late night one. We'll be live following the Kings and Cavs. Hopefully. Beam will be lit that night. And if so, and it's a Friday night. Ooh. I'm kidding. This this staying back there because it's really cool. All right. Well, we love you guys. But we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. Thanks so much for being here. See ya. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know.